Hey guys, this is John and Patrick, and this is another episode of the Meet Justics podcast. As you probably have figured out, uh, obviously there's no Austin today. He's home, a little under the weather, so we're gonna get a podcast out for you, anyways. Um, by the time you listen to this, Meet Justics should be updated to the version three. Uh, we've put in some nice little artistic changes. Uh, give you a little bit more control with the skins um, and hopefully just makes it better overall uh, the usability of it. Uh, we're going to be doing or we will have done a live stream, uh, hopefully explaining that and troubleshooting any issues you guys have. It might be a little bit weird for a couple of days while we get some of our custom CSS in, but rest assured we will be working on that. Okay. On to more fun things. I've got in front of me a ribeye steak that I made a chimichurri sauce with. Now, Pretty liberal with the term made because really somebody sent us a mix, like a pre-made thing that I just had to add vinegar and oil to. So, you know, not really made, more put together. Yeah. And it is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't bad as John Chews. And I mean, I liked it. I, I wasn't necessarily hungry, but I could see like... As far as like a first bite, if you're at a restaurant, you go, oh, yeah, I'm glad I got that. That was kind of the vibe from it. Yeah, so. it's got a really nice fresh like pop to it. Yeah. There's oregano. Um, I don't know if basil. There's something else major so. I'm missing. What is it? Oregano. Oregano, basil. They're very cagey on the ingredients here. It just says spices. Spices, yeah. All the, you notice all the best sauces have that. They don't want to tell you exactly what it is. Yeah, because then you're just making it at home. Yeah. But absolutely delicious. Uh, had never put it on a steak before. Did it with chicken last night. It was all right. I used it as a marinade and then baked the chicken because I was worried all the, you know, all the little leaf particles would fall off of it and I'd lose the How? taste. How come- Baked chicken's wrong. As soon as you introduce a sauce into a steak, you go, well, we have to cut all of it right now. We all have to what? We have to cut it all right now and then apply all the sauce. Who does that? Commercials, I believe. Oh, with the chimichurri sauce. Like they probably just looks more dramatic. Yeah, maybe the see you see the full cook of the steak because it goes down onto the steak instead of just staying yeah. on the top. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I noticed we did that for a few bites, but we were sharing it with people, so I didn't right. know if that was the vibe. Um, generally, I can't stop eating steak no matter what, but I'm legitimately excited for each bite. I cannot wait to. Cannot wait to bite. So I started off with the Altman, Alt, <laughs> with the Walton's Ultimate Steak and Roast Rub and then reverse seared it, finished it up on a sear box, mixed up the chimichurri sauce ahead of time, came in, just kind of ladled it on, I guess, oozed mm -hmm. it on, and absolutely delicious. Highly, highly recommend. Um, I know skirt steak is kind of more traditional with uh, chimichurri, but... Our Dylan's never has skirt steak and I didn't have time to run over to a butcher shop. So you get what you get. So Rachel and I were talking about this earlier today. I'm seeing more and more articles come up associating meat eating with masculinity. Mm, that's right. Yeah. I Is there any tie that. in that to your head? I know we quickly touched on it yeah, last week. Nah. Like I said, maybe the, the fact that it's called skirt steak is really the only thing I could think of. The, but that But does that itself have its, you know probably just convenience for them for making the article nowadays. But I, no, I mean, it's just, 
<laughs> traditionalism. I don't know. It's crazy. You, you put on King of the Hill. They're all eating steak and no one's batting an eyelash. As, but all of as them. To, but as to why, you know, it's not like, oh, that's a masculine thing. It's like, no, that's a Texas thing. That's a that's just a thing that's going to happen. But the like, women are eating steak in that too. That's what too. I mean. Yeah. Right. So that's a region. It, it's region based, not necessarily. It's it's the family and keeping traditions alive and it being region-based. So are we missing something because we're not in a big city? And maybe in big cities, there is a tie between that. I don't know. Good point. When bigger cities, they're less likely to be able to, to even cook their own meal outside at home. Fair point. So maybe when they go to a restaurant, they're not looking at a steak, especially in a big city. The cost of that would be ridiculous. And um, then, yeah, there, I would say there might be a correlation between masculinity and living outside a city. Yeah. So maybe that is what it, maybe that how is they what it see is. it. I don't, yeah. What's I do the, know one of the articles said, um, do they mean more masculine or they mean more conservative values? Like, like what are they? Sorry about that. What are they really trying to I say? I don't know. They you just know? say masculine, but here's the real question. Is there a feminine food? That's yeah. That's a good question too. Can you think of anything? I guess the antithesis of meat would be salad as a, as a that's, whole. So, but tons of men eat salad. Like that's not, I don't Big time, see no. a man eat a salad and be like, Oh, you girl. No, no, totally. Right. I don't, yeah, no, I don't know. Unless it was a skirt salad though, on the other hand. So if we, in that case, if you added steak to the salad, that would make it more girl <laughs> oh. is how we're going. Oh, that's this. a good point. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, total argument to tofu? falls apart. Tofu. You instantly thought of a sandal guy there instead of a, <laughs> instead of a guy trying to eat clean. Yeah. So I guess everyone just has a bias, but I don't think it's I, I don't think it's anything that major though. I just think it's like the cartoon realm. It's very just like it's an easy way. It's a dumb, simple, easy way to just put someone in a mental category. So you just had to have a fighter's chance at like assuming who they are. Like other than that, it it means nothing. Yeah. No, I'm I'm with you on that. That's See a, a guy good. eating tofu. He's actually got dared to eat that. He's the most masculine man man ever. So it's like you bear gorillas. Yeah, exactly. So um, all right. So we have started something we're calling Walton's Wednesday. The last Wednesday of every month, we're going to pick three or four items and put them on a discount. So twenty percent off will be generally what we're at. Uh, occasionally it'll be equipment. Sometimes it'll be casings. Sometimes it might even be high temp cheese. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. It'll be every last Wednesday of the month. Um, we have a live stream coming up on Monday. The first, we're going to draw a winner for last month's giveaway. We'll have some gift cards, things like that. So make sure you join us. That's at 3 PM at waltons.com slash live. Um, and yeah, join us, try to win some free gift cards from us. I can't stop eating this. Good. Not that I normally can stop eating a steak. Yeah. If this is what salads tasted like, I'd eat more salads. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. It's absolutely delicious. All right. So no Austin today. So we're going to jump right into Meat Matters. Um, and we're going to have Patrick here to oh bounce things off. So uh, wish us good luck. Before we start that, though, I do want to talk about there was one processing plant um, that's new-ish. It probably opened about a year ago. It's South Canadian Meats in Thomas, Oklahoma. Uh, it's USDA inspected. They have local grown beef. Uh, it's harvested with love from their family to yours. It's USDA inspected guarantees your family good, safe, whole, wholesale. 
I must have wrote that wrong. That's wholesome. That should be wholesome <laughs> beef, obviously. Come see the difference at South Canadian Meats, where we want and appreciate your business. Immediate dates are available for your custom processing. And they have retail cuts as well. So if you're in that area, go on down to South Canadian Meats in Thomas, Oklahoma. All right, moving on to Meat Matters. USDA urged to block contracts with JBS. Now, JBS is one of the big four. Uh, these are four different companies that control up to 85% of all the beef in the US. So this is an absolutely huge news from the article. It's from Meat and Poultry. Two lawmakers urged Secretary of Agriculture Tom Vilsack to suspend government contracts with meatpacking giant JBSSA, including its subsidiaries. In the letter sent to Vislack on April 19th, Senator Elizabeth Warren and Representative Jamie Raskin detailed the alleged criminal behavior of JBS and the Brazilian investment company that owns JBS. Generally, we are not fans of the government getting involved in anything. Um, but kind of like this, we've for a long time been talking about how probably need somebody to come in and break up portions of those companies. They should not be dominating something that's important, as important as our beef, uh, processing our beef, uh, availability into four companies. It's just too much. Were you going to say something there? No, you were looking like you wanted to. Um, but in general, I, I don't like government interference. But in this case, I mean, it's kind of hard not to, to see that they're right on this. And I probably don't have the most positive view of Elizabeth Warren in general. There's some questions about her heritage in the past and what she said about it. Um, but hey, listen, I'm going to call out when somebody does something, what, how I feel is good or right, I'm going to give them kudos. So good job, Elizabeth Warren. Happy that somebody's doing this. What is she like? One, one sixty-four thousandth or There's some unbelievably small number, <laughs> truly uh, microscopic. So, all right. Um, I did have a note there that says I get ice cream if I read all of that without stumbling. Nice. So I think I get some ice cream. Somebody can give me that. Uh, Fox from Fox well, News. Hold on. You can't just gloss, Pat. Where do you like to get ice cream from in town? What's your favorite? No, I would just go. I don't. I just go get like a, not a pint. What's bigger than a pint? A quart? A quart? Yeah, just go get a quart of ice cream from the grocery store. What What brand? What are we talking? You get Ben and Jerry's? What are you? Nope, not Ben and Jerry's. Hagen Dogs. Um, is it Edie's or Eddie's? Okay. However you say that one. Yeah. I like that because it's super creamy. Mm. And the creamier, the better. Okay. okay. I have to check it out. Uh, from Fox News, climate warriors are waging war on the modern American diet with crackdowns on beef and dairy products. Author Mark Moreno said on Monday, firing back a Democratic New York City Mayor Eric Adams after he announced an effort to push plant-based meats citywide, or plant-based meals citywide. Meals, okay. So this comes kind of on the, the heels of what they were talking about last week or two weeks ago with New York City, how they're trying to serve mostly, if not only, vegetarian meals in hospitals. So this is just an expansion of that. Um why hospitals? 
they have control. Those, the patients can't leave and uh, go get something else. So they're just, you're going to eat what we give you, I guess. That's a good point. I would throw in, first of all, I'll never go to hospital. Second of all. Why not kids' cafeterias? What do you mean? Well, they don't get to say what they have. Yeah, they tried that. Don't you remember the whole like Michelle Obama thing? Like the healthy meals? Yeah. Like cut sugar out. Yeah. And then it completely changed from that to the Play 60. Do you remember that? The NFL used to do the the commercials for Play 60, get outside and move 60 a day. So it started out with, we need to change what these kids are eating. Um, and I'm sure, you know, the food lobbyist or sugar industry, big sugar was like, no, you're not changing. <laughs> they just need things. to play more. Yep. yep. So that just changed. Yeah. Just to school that. lunches are gross compared. Well, I don't remember school lunches. Like I remember being excited for pizza day when I was in elementary school and then eating it and being like, I don't like this. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Oh, pizza. And then yeah. you go. Oh, rubber. And then from there on, I brought my meal like every day, all through middle school and high school. I never bought anything at the cafeteria. Wow. What was your go-to meal you'd bring? Peanut butter or something? Yeah. Probably just like a sandwich, things like that. Occasionally my mom would get fancy and make a more extravagant one. You sound like you sound like a fake person and you never went to school and you're doing the best. Like, no, no, my mom would just sometimes when it wasn't the normal. Why do you think most people buy their meal at school? Oh yeah. Now no. it is. Oh, for sure. Really? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Cause it's not, it's an a la carte style. Now you can buy a single slice of pizza hut pizza. Now from school, you can buy a bag of chips. You could buy a pop. You could buy, you know what I mean? It's not just like meatloaf or this or that. Like they have like snack, like our setup in the back yeah. times two or three and they hide behind. And that's how a lot of it, they get uh, money for sports and stuff like ours at South was the Titan Mart. So it's completely separate from the cafeteria and stuff like that. But you could still walk to the cafeteria and get four cor- uh, four cookies for a, for a dollar and the most ooey gooey chocolate chip, bad for you. Right, and terrible. Best, you know, it's a thousand calories easy. And I'm just like, oh, second hour, let's check it out. <laughs> but yeah, no, I just, that's, it, I just thought your response was hilarious. You go peanut butter sandwich or whatever my mom would make. And you sound like a robot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last week, Adams and other city officials announced that they would begin cracking down on food production and consumption in an effort to curb greenhouse gas emissions and boost their climate agenda. The New York City Department of Environmental Protection released a so-called greenhouse gas inventory as part of the announcement, highlighting the carbon footprint of the city's main sectors, including the food industry. Now, said it a million times, but I'm so sick of people living in New York City, big cities in California, trying to tell everyone else that they need to take better care of the environment. You guys are the main polluters. Now, I did look up air quality in uh, major cities, like places with the worst air quality. Surprisingly, New York is not on that list, or they're at least not in the top 10. Do you want to take a guess at what the worst air in the U.S. is? What city? I can almost guarantee you won't get it. So that means it's it's not a city you think of right so, off the top. So that means it's not like LA or It's anything. not LA. Okay. Wow. To, no, oh. LA is on this list. Okay. So let's think a lot of trucks maybe. Let's think a lot of, where's where's our big factories at? Um, I'm going to start more middle. I'm going to go like um, Indianapolis. Good guess. They're in the top four, but. Wow. Num- I guess the top four. That's not that Woo. great. Your guess on uh, how much we had spent giving away <laughs> gift was cards better. was way. So real quick, I had, we've been doing a lot of gift card giveaways on our live streams. We didn't really have a way to track that or to like account for that. 
We figured that out. Should we do my steel trap? So I had to go through and add up all of the gift cards we had given up or given away on live streams. And I asked Patrick, I'm like, hey, take a guess. What do you think it was? He was within a percent, like <laughs> a single percent. He was off by $20. It was, was like, unbelievable. I was like, uh, 2,500 bucks. It was really, really, it was 2,480. Yeah. So really impressive. So but Indianapolis. Number is one is Columbus. Okay. I was going to guess like uh, Houston or something. Houston is also on this list. They're lower down. Okay. Number so they're at thirteen point so, one. So my right. So my thinking was correct. Like something a little you bit were more correct. industrious. Yes. So Columbus, Ohio. Yep. Okay. Um, so an air quality score of below five is considered safe. Columbus is thirteen point one. Atlanta is twelve point one. Indianapolis and Chicago are eleven point eight. Nice. Los Angeles ten point five. Dallas ten point nine. Houston ten point one. Baltimore, 10.7 and Detroit, 10. So That's, all of those places you should not be good. living I'm just, in. I'm just listing my least favorite uh, AFC South team. Too, by the way. <laughs> Jacksonville was my next guess. So. Yeah. You, you guys didn't show up. Good. Yeah. Cause the cream rises to the top. Not really. There's just not as many people there. <laughs> not yet. We got a new stadium coming. What was interesting though, is as I was looking through a, a different list that wasn't focused so much on air quality, but just overall pollution, Bakersfield, California was number one on every list. Hmm. That's weird. So what's in Bakersfield? I assume it's got to be something to do with the ag industry. Because as far as I know, happy cows. it's that and oil are the two things that go on in Bakersfield. But e literally every single one had them listed as the top. Nice. So, Should I mean, not opposite of nice. So we can make a movie about corruption and call it Bakersfield is what you're saying. I'm sure it probably already exists. <laughs> All right. Mysterious death of six cattle in Texas sparks UFO fears. Something strange is happening. Oh, this is this the one where they took their tongues or something? Cows' tongues cut out surgically, and two of the cows had their sex organs removed. No signs of a struggle around the cows. No tire marks or anything like that. Wait, what month are we in? April. April. So high school pranks going on right now, man. This isn't a prank. <laughs> like I even said that it Let's go stay with a with a Bigfoot suit, like that's funny. Sure. Like if you go out and do that as a prank, that's funny. This is not this No, is, yeah. Who would I mean, come on. That, like that's animal cruelty too. That's like, serial killer stuff. And I feel like I mean, yeah. Plus, if I was the, a rancher and I saw somebody doing anything to my cows, I'd shoot them. So this is all from the same ranch or farm or whatever. These ones were spread out a little bit, but that's scary. Cow mutilations go back to like the seventies. Oh yeah. Big yeah. time. Normally, uh, udders, eyes, ears, tongues, and sex organs are things that have been found missing from cows in the past 40 years. The things that all, always tie them together is like surgical precision, hmm. no noticeable struggle, no way no noticeable like egress yeah. or ingress or egress. So there's no like tire tracks or anything. Sometimes there's like middle of field. Here's this cow. It's had its tongue and its eyes like all surgically removed. Blood's gone or something or. I don't know about that. I haven't heard of saying goats with goats, goats in Mexico. Oh yeah. That's the chupacabra yeah. thing. Yeah. So I was watching an interview with uh, this UFO guy on it and the host was totally trying to cut him off at the end. He's like, yeah, you know, it could be predator or something. The guy just keeps going. It's not a predator. It's not, there's no way it could be a predator. It can't be it a would predator. would be more yeah. teeth rip apart. There'd be a carcass. There'd be, it'd it be, wouldn't care about. There'd be teeth marks on the neck. Yeah, however, be, it killed it. Wow. 
There's no animal out there that can surgically remove a cow's tongue. What else on this one? So this one was just tongue? Just, or? This one was just tongue. And two of them had sex organs. So tongue, sex... <sighs> But it was all around, uh, it was a good portion of Texas. It do, they report, like, do they do like an autopsy on the cow to be like, was this post-mortem? Was it? I don't know. Man, that's weird. But you saw the video of the UFO the other day, right? The sphere? Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you see the one with, out of the airplane that, the, that some lady got? It was like going right by her and she got it from the an airplane window. Is that the one that comes, it's not a... Um, it's not caught on radar. It's an actual lady's cell phone. Is it an orb? Yeah. Oh no. It's like a spherical metal thing that moves stupid fast. So I showed Austin that video and his thought was they have, um, planes now that have, uh, what LCD Mm -hmm. on them. So they just, if you're flying up on the bottom, it'll display like whatever the sky is above it. And from the top, it'll display the ground below it. There is a video from like a year ago of some lady in a plane and she's taking a video and you see something that looks like it's just like a ghost of it goes by. Mm-hmm. And so totally makes sense that that could be what it was. And Austin's thought was that they've improved this technology and that little ball is just the end of a wing mm-hmm. where it's malfunctioning. Mm. Sure. So we'll I don't know. You have to elaborate more. Pretty yeah, cool idea. I mean, yeah, it's not. I, it's like this. It's going to, in, in a 50 years, we'll go, of course, that's what it was. How could we not see that that's what it was? But is that either going to be a catastrophical, how could we not see what yeah, that if was? Is, if we're here. It, or, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Or it was just like, oh, that was just the next technology. Like that was the F-50, whatever, bombers, whatever you want to call them. Yeah, when those were that, yeah. first taken Every, off. I mean, watch, you want to be fun, like pull up any unsolved mysteries, you know, from, from the late 80s to early 90s. Update, you know, there's a, a testing above the desert ground. You know, it's that's all they were doing. They were just testing early technology, and everyone's like, "Oh, it's a UFO." If you believe that, well, and it's convenient. Don't get me wrong; that's a convenient thought too. But yeah. have you ever heard of the Phoenix Lights? So Phoenix Lights, oh were yeah, like, a bunch of them. Like, right? There were mostly three that looked like they were in a triangle, and you could not see through it like through it, in the center of the triangle, you couldn't look past it, but you couldn't really see it. So everyone starts reporting the military goes out and light, lights off a bunch of flares. Mm. And then the next day it was like, no, it was just, we were doing flares. Yeah, we exercise. Were Everyone's like, no, you weren't. Everyone was jumping out of a plane yeah. synchronized. Then yep. we floated. So, all right. Could ice cream possibly be good for you from the Atlantic? Back in 2018, a Harvard doctoral student named Andres Artisan Korat Korat was presenting his research on the relationship between dairy foods and chronic disease to his thesis committee. One of his studies had led him to an unusual conclusion. Among diabetics, eating half a cup of ice cream a day was associated with a lower risk of heart problems. Needless to say, the idea that a dessert loaded with saturated fat and sugar might actually be good for you raised some eyebrows at the nation's most influential Department of Nutrition. Earlier, the department chair, Frank Hu, had instructed Addison to do some further digging. Could this research have been led astray by an artifact of chance or a hidden source of bias or a computational error? As Addison spelled out on the day of his defense, his debunking efforts had largely been futile. The ice cream signal was robust. It was robust and kind of hilarious. 
I do sort of remember the vibe being like, haha, this ice cream thing won't go away. That's pretty funny. Recalled my tipster. So whoever's writing is talking about who tipped him off to it, Mm -hmm. uh, who'd attended the presentation. This was obviously not what a budding nutrition expert or his super credentialed committee members were hoping to discover. He and his committee had done like every type of analysis. They had thrown away every possible test, uh, looking to find a way to try to make it go away. And there was nothing they could do to make it go away. What's the name of the guy that discovered this? Uh, Artisan Korat. So it's Andres Artisan Korat. Sucks. You can't name it after him because it's not catchy. But it reminded me of like if Sherman Klump discovered something, like this is exactly what it would be. Oh, from uh, yeah, Eddie Murphy's The character. Fat Doctor, yeah. whatever that's called. Yeah. What was that movie called? The Clumps? That no, was the follow-up. the name of the family. Nutty Professor? The Nutty Professor, there yeah. Go. I'm amazing. No, but nutritionists have a bias um, and that makes them lie about what's good for you. Mm-hmm. So we can have ice cream? It sounds like if you have diabetes. Oh, wait, that's how you get it. That is kind of how you develop diabetes. (laughs) So yes and no. Avoid ice cream altogether or once you get diabetes, have, what does it say, a cup a day, a half a cup a day? Yeah, eating a half a cup of ice cream a day. Now, let's talk about how- What brand? Who is eating a half a cup of ice cream? Oh, man. That's an unbelievably little amount. When I started an actual diet, like years and years and years ago- Right after high school, when you stick to like what you're supposed to eat, it is so, you go, oh my god, portion I mean, sizes, I, yo, they're yo, stupid. I've been grossly overeating my entire life, and then Dude. yeah, the half cup. You ever do a half what, a cup of cereal, half cup of milk, or vice versa, whatever that's supposed to be? It's just like it's nothing. It's two, three bites, and you go, oh no wonder I've, I'm giant. This is not <laughs> what I've, I've been eating six times. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say ten times that. Yeah. yeah, and then the worst, like there were when I used to eat cereal, there were days where I'd have a second bowl. Oh, second bowl. Or if you're having Cheerios, you're like, well, I need to put sugar in this. I would put sugar on Lucky Charms sometimes. Oh, man. When you get the perfect amount or almost too much sugar and you go, that's the perfect bite. Right. And then the milk tastes like the best thing in the world at the end. (laughs) I'm scraping it out like there's sand. I'm like, oh, I need it. I need it. Yeah, I wouldn't just drink it. No, no, no. There's a reason that sugar is in everything because it is absolutely delicious and addicting. All right. Um... Again, this we kind of talked about this already, but men may refuse to quit meat because it threatens their masculinity. So just more of this nonsense about meat being a masculine thing. Springfield man charged with demanding meat at gunpoint. This is for uh, the four state homepage. On April 18th, Republic Police Department officers were called to a price cutter to respond to a call about a robbery in which a man held an employee at gunpoint so that he would be served meat. Larry Jean Gay of 70 of Springfield is charged with one felony count of unlawful use of a weapon and a felony count of armed criminal action. Now, what was. They must have been taken too long. But, oh, so it's very, very different stories. The employee versus what he says. Yeah. He says that the meat shop was closing and he wanted a steak and he wanted them to weigh it. Then he said, showed him his gun, like just pulled up his shirt and was like, hey, I'm not, you know, a criminal. I could. Take oh, this from you. That's too bad. The employee says that he held it to his throat and pushed was pushing the barrel up into his those throat. Are way different stories. Uh, those are very different stories. But even I don't need a steak quite that bad. Like just move on. 
Yeah. Go get something else. Buy some chicken. It wasn't that. I'm sure it was like that guy woke up and then something went wrong. Falling and then something down. Something went wrong. And then something went wrong. And then something, and he's like, you know what? I'm going to enjoy a steak. And then, no, you're not. Yep. Boom. And he said, you know what? They probably closed the meat department five minutes early. Oh. And he's like, no, I made it. Oh, I was here man. in time. So it was basically the story of falling down. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Michael Douglas movie. Yep. I was like, why? I go, why would he wake up and fall down? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> Great movie. All right. Um, Weinstein, whole meat, wholesale Weinstein, Weinstein, either way. Wholesale Meats Inc. recalls raw ground beef burger products due to a possible foreign matter contamination. So a Forest uh, Park, Illinois establishment is recalling approximately 2,122 pounds of raw ground beef burger products that may be contaminated with extraneous materials. Specifically, pieces of white neoprene, the U.S. Department of Agriculture's Food and Safety Inspection, FSIS, uh, announced today. They were 10.7-ounce vacuum-sealed packages containing two pieces of 100% grass-fed and finished beef burger patties, 85% lean, 15% fat, and they had a use-by date of 4.11 on the package. So neoprene, that's what, a boot? Maybe a... there's some neoprene aprons. I don't think they really use neoprene gloves in meatpacking. Yeah, so it's got to be a boot. How did a boot get into a grinder? Because it has to be what it was. And then how did they find that? That is rough neoprene. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. It's not like- We've been in so many facilities where it's just like, that doesn't, that's the last thing you're thinking of that's going to happen. It's so. So there was one with a couple of years ago, a guy dropped a flashlight while they were making chili. Didn't realize it. And they found it as it was going through uh, some scan because it's magnetic. So it like pulled it up. How did they find this? It had to be somebody eating it. (laughs) Like somebody must have taken it home, cooked it up and been like, what is this? Reported it. That is crazy. Yeah. So then it's had strips of... The material throughout it, I don't know. I'm guessing, but how do you lose a boot? Like I understand a flat or a flashlight, not a boot, dude. I feel like I've had so many lawsuits. I just let go by the wayside because I'm like, ah, whatever. Like I've pulled hairs out of my mouth leaving restaurants. I'm like, what sure, is, I'm I like, put, what is everybody that? has. That's what I'm saying. You buy something, you're just like, oh, that's older. Oh, and you just throw it away and disgust. And you go, I'm probably never gonna buy one of those again. Fair. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take. You're not gonna sue it. them. No, over no, no, no. no. Yeah. I couldn't even afford to get that off the ground, but yeah. But having said that, people have sued for way less oh, and won some. <laughs> we sue for everything. It's one of the biggest problems with America. All right. Uh, food startup debuts world's first textured plant-based meat burger. This is from Interesting Engineering. We don't really need to go into this too much, but it's always, hey, we have the world's first this plant burger or, you know, the world's first plant burger that bleeds the world's first. (laughs) I mean, it's always something new. It's just ridiculous. If you want to eat meat so bad, eat meat, stop eating these unbelievably highly processed products, but just like EVs are going to end up being worse for the environment than your regular car. Everything that goes into that is going to end up being worse for the environment than raising a cow, killing a cow, eating a cow. I can almost guarantee you. They're not telling you that now, but they didn't tell you that electric vehicles were worse for the environment than a regular car for the first 10 years. Everybody thought they were doing the right thing. So 
if stop it, with the nonsense. If it just didn't hurt the cow's feelings, though, that's all. Um, can we get a cow without a brain and a soul? Cows don't have souls. Can we just? Well, I don't even think they exist, anyways. But 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 can we? Cows exist. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I know what you mean. No, 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 no. I <laughs> mean <laughs> the calves. That's the. Um, but yeah, why not just so everyone wins, man? <laughs> it's just a big hunk of meat, and then we slaughter it. That's basically what they're trying to do. Oh, yeah. That's the like cultured meat. Yeah. That's basically that. Let's do it, man. I'm not eating it. Let's do it, baby. USDA announces $43 million investment in meat and poultry processing research, innovation, and expansion. The USDA has announced it has invested more than $43 million in innovation and expansion in an effort to transform the food system at every stage of the supply chain. 14 small and mid-sized meat and poultry processors were awarded $13.9 million in grants through the Meat and Poultry Processing Research and Innovation Small Business Innovation Research Phase 3 program, administered by the USDA's National Institute of Food and Agriculture. Holstone Farms was awarded $25 million grant through the meat and poultry expansion program. So basically, they split it up and gave 14 people, had to share $13.9 million, and then Holstone Farms got $25 million all to themselves. So probably some nonsense going on there with where that money goes to. All right, type 2 diabetes. We're talking about diabetes again? Yes. Processed meat, refined carbs can increase your risk. I came in on Monday on a, God, in a... Come on, man. I didn't have... Like, ice cream was good for me 10 minutes ago. Now you're telling me I'm type 2 diabetic. I'm not telling you that. <laughs> but I, I came in on Monday and what I can only describe as like a mood. Mm-hmm. I was not happy. I didn't sleep well. I was, didn't have a great weekend. Um, and then that nonsense with Andrew saying that Bill Paxton was a bad actor. <laughs> so just... More and more annoyed and needed to find a way to channel my rage. And I know we talked about this last week. He can't even defend himself anymore. And there's no way processed meat is a major factor in type 2 diabetes. Um, So there I I was like, all right, how are they considering this as part of uh, adding to diabetes? So processed meat contains additives and sodium, which could contribute to poor metabolic health by driving inflammation. So they're blaming, they're calling all processed meat some, because you have to add bogus even, stuff into it to try to make it last longer on shelves. And they're consume, they're assuming all that's going into processed meat. And then they're just like, well, then it's all bad for you. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, the real problem is the headline should have been a suboptimal diet. By whose standards, really? Insufficient intake of whole grains, excess intake of refined grains, and then excessive intake of processed meats. The processed meats is the fourth thing on the list, and it makes it into the headline, just because it's easy to kick meat at this point. Um, Oh, yeah. Second, processed meat is considered to be any meat which has been modified in order to either improve its taste or extend its shelf life. Methods of meat processing include salting, curing, fermentation, smoking, and or the addition of chemical preservatives. So they took ones that have been uh, dry cured, like the sausage we made a couple years ago, and they're adding that into a, like making it the same as a Slim Jim. Those two things are not the same. No. But they're lumping them all in together. 
And then, yeah, I mean, as far as meats are concerned, like that's one you probably shouldn't be eating every day anyways, but that's, there's a huge difference between a Willie's snack stick that we make here and a McDonald's hamburger. Yeah. But this is just lumping them all together. No. Yeah. It's, that's a shame. Okay. So I looked at three different studies. Um, the one that they referenced, then the Epic Interact study, which was the association between dietary meat consumption and incident of type two diabetes. Uh, and another one, I couldn't remember what it was. Um, but they're all observational studies. Uh, there is not any mechanism on how it increases the risks anywhere. The only thing that they say in the initial study was that processed meat contained additives and sodiums, which could contribute to poor metabolic health by driving inflammation, which could increase your risk for type 2 diabetes. By the end of that, I was in a better mood because Rachel brought up the ice cream being good for you thing. So yeah. I was less fiery. All right. It's, is it safe to cook raw meat with a wooden spoon? What do you think? Oh, wow. I think I've heard of that one before. Cook raw meat with a wooden spoon. So like if you use it to break up the meat as you're cooking it, do you think it's yay or nay? Well, now that, I mean, the fact that it's called in the question must be a nay, but I would, I wouldn't have mind. Like I wouldn't look at it twice, I guess. But why does the Go over why you think because it's a question, it means no. That's just how I, my test taking is firing. Like, why is it a question on a test unless it's brought into, and it's not too absurd. Like, I've had the thought about, like, remember, I, I go, well, why don't we have to clean that? You go, well, the spatula is in something that's above 160 degrees already. So it's it's instant lethality on something like that. But now that we're talking about wood, mm-hmm. and I know those utensils are often thicker, and uh, so it might just be like... Um, I don't know, surface area or it's absorbing some of the bad stuff and not getting rid of it in a way that's, I don't know. It comes down to really, it's all, it's fine. It's just how you clean it. Oh, okay. You should have to make sure you clean it really well. What's the proper way to clean a wooden utensil? Dawn dish soap and, or any sudsy dish soap. Do you let that stuff Sanitizing, it's a good idea Do you let that stuff soak? I don't let wood stuff soak very much. That's what I heard, right? Um, not, Not the greatest for it. So just a sponge or a bristle pad. And then if you have some sort of sanitizing agent at the end, good idea. Okay. But during, as long as you're reintroducing into a hot environment, such as a pan or skillet, it wouldn't have any. doesn't matter. Like you can use it to break up raw, raw ground beef. Cool. Okay. Uh, Plans move forward for construction of meat processing facility in Newberry. This is down in Florida. Um, so it's, this is interesting. It's kind of the same story as everywhere back in like 2020. Uh, they couldn't get cattle in the process in a timely manner. So a bunch of people decided, hey, a bunch of ranchers and farmers decided like, hey, we need a, a new processing plant in this area, right? Um, so this is from the article. Yet this facility is also stirring some controversy in the county among animal activists and vegans. Cody Yelton, 43, a native Alucha County attended the county commission meeting on April 4th and voiced his strong opinions against what he referred to as a slaughterhouse, what he referred to accurately as a slaughterhouse, because that's what you call it. Um, it's absurd. We say we care about animals, but these people are being cruel to them by putting them in these facilities. What? I don't think his definition of caring for animals and our definition for caring for animals is ever going to match up. Mm-hmm. Like we caring for them. And then we're going to eat them. Yeah. You have this idyllic 
image in your mind of cows just jumping around in the pastures and people are taking care of them because... Because, dude. Because why? That's how we get along with animals. Right. (laughs) That's not reality. Man. You take care of the animals so that you eat a good product. Yeah. Otherwise, you just waste them. All right. So although, this again, from the article, although many farmers and ranchers are excited for this project, not everyone in the community is thrilled. Steve Patterson, owner of Suki's Vegan, a restaurant in Heil Plantation, said building this facility is the worst thing that could happen. Oh, boy. The worst. Patterson said that the building of this facility is nowhere in line with his morals and suggests that people should try to turn to a plant-based lifestyle rather than eating meat. It destroys the environment around and pools of fecal oh boy will have to be processed. Wes Hucker, 43, who lives a vegan lifestyle, was among They're one of those so many animals individuals speaking against the project. Hucker emphasized that these slaughterhouses are the reason why people are being exploited in poorer and rural communities. What? And the ground around is being saturated with the feces of these animals. Most of the jobs in those rural communities. It's a, the vast majority have ever of been, those. And we've been to slaughterhouses. It, they couldn't be cleaner. Like they're, they're, they're bound by like law. They have to have a certain level yep. of hygiene. And meanwhile, like people have an idea of like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, no, no, no. It's, 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 it's metals. It is, everything's clean, properly cared for. You don't see a drop of blood if you even, if, if well, you I mean, to. in the kill pen. No, 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 certainly. But, but yeah. when, when you take a tour mm-hmm. and it's all like, and they have certain days they have to do that on and it had like all these rules and regulations yep. that they're not even, but whatever, dude, you're still killing it, man. Very, very few of our customers kill every day. Mm. Most of That's them have I mean. yeah. days that they kill on. Mm-hmm. Um, the last uh, paragraph from this is, this is only going to cause a backlash. It does so in every county they decided to put these slaughterhouses in. And in these communities that are intentionally targeting citizens that are not their own. Citizens that are second class. What does he mean by that? He's trying to make a point, but he's, yeah. <laughs> not I, why would we listen to vegans about whether or not we're building a meat processing facility somewhere? They're obviously against it. Yeah. So why even bother taking their opinion at all? Yeah. <laughs> you should ask them where, you know, what the best, quite, like, you want to find the best steak, ask them later, like, where should I never go? Yeah, right. No, Who's the most evil they person use, around oh, here? Oh, they go like a pound at a time. Oh, my God. Chester's Chop House is just, they're terrible. They have something called the Tomahawk. <laughs> you would, you, you would throw up you if you would, even oh saw God. it. I'm, got, oh, I'm getting a lot. I'm getting sick just thinking sorry, about it. Sorry. No, but it's like asking a communist what they think about <laughs> capitalism. It, it, it's yeah. an opposing ideology. It no, yeah, 100%. Yeah, what do you think gonna, they're going to be excited about it? Yeah, right. something they think they have talking points to the opposite of, and they're going to be... Yeah, but what annoyed nice me about this article is I probably read a quarter of the article right there. It spent a quarter of the time voicing the concerns of people who are ideologically opposed to this happening, you know, like, wh- why are we even acknowledging them? Yeah, just put- like there was a time when I was a kid where vegans were just kind of like, eh, get that crazy vegan out of here, get away from my kids. Yeah, I don't want your weirdness. And now, like, for whatever reason, people are like, oh, they're vegan. Yeah, we gotta, yeah, they're they matter, they're they're more important than you. Well, billboards go a long way. Did you ever see the 
my favorite billboard of war of all time occurred between a uh, seafood restaurant yep. in Maryland and PETA. Yep. PETA put up the I'm me, not meat. Yep. It was a crab. And then the next week, the uh, seafood restaurant put up one just a mile down the road that had the same picture of a crab, but it had a thing of Old Bay sprinkling it onto <laughs> itself. And it said, now I'm meat. It's oh, amazing. Man. Absolutely oh, amazing. Man. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think it's a morally corrupt ideology. And the fact that you're mad at the the restaurant, like that's the last run, like all these other things have happened to along get it the there. way to even get there. And you're like, oh man, the, the guy put in. You're the bad guy. <laughs> you son of a gun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. I don't have anything else. Yeah. I, just, I get why you get all fired up on these sometimes. Sounds good. All right. Thanks guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for checking out the Meat Logistics Podcast. To shop everything but the meat, head on over to Waltons.com. To get your meat processing questions answered by experts and enthusiasts alike, head on over to our online community at MeatGistics.com. Waltons, everything but the meat.